And that was Kings and Queens by Aerosmith. Thank you for tuning in to XLR Lander University Radio. I'm Seth. I'm Caleb. And today we're joined by uh, Catherine Borowski. <laughs> I'm back. Yes, welcome back. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Catherine helped me host the show over the summer. Um, she doesn't go here to Lander. But but I did an amazing job anyway. Yeah, you did True. an amazing job anyway. <laughs> we have brought an outsider onto the yeah. show today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's too bad Tyler Tyler isn't here. Oh my gosh, family reunion. <laughs> yeah. We'll band back together. Yeah. So I'm Catherine has joined us for today because we have a special topic that we're going we're gonna to be talking about. Um, and we felt like her point of view would be very relevant to it. Um, but this is the Nerd in the Noise. So uh, thank you for tuning in. And uh, what else other than our special topic do we have on for today? We have a topic that I'm very excited about personally. Um, John Cena is <laughs> getting looked at to play Duke Nukem in a Duke Nukem movie. And I'm super excited about it. I don't <laughs> we, know why. What do you mean you don't know why? Why Why not, Seth? <laughs> <laughs> He's perfect for the role. He, he, he fits the role like... Physically, but like, and as, he's a great comedy actor. Have you seen like the movies he's been in? Yeah, yeah, but he's he good. He also at, like made it his mission to be a good role model for kids. And Duke Nukem is definitely not a good role model. Nah, forget all bit. that. Let's it's details here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, another thing I was worried about with that whole thing is Duke Nukem was very relevant in the '90s, and um, the comedy was you know super relevant for that time. But now, like when they released Duke Nukem Forever, right. Everybody complained because the comedy was so outdated. It was so just, and the game wasn't really all that great. But it's true. But still, but how do they make it relevant to today's audience? Is the thing. It's true, and we all know that video game movies don't have the best track record in the world. Oh lord, so no. <laughs> we're always in that sketchy area of yeah, the Super Mario Bros. Actually... movie. Oh my gosh, no, please let's not even go there right now. I can't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see how he plays Duke Nukem. I just don't think that the movie's going to be very good, being that it's a video game property. But, I have high hopes for it. But Duke Nukem is one of those things where it doesn't really have a lot of source material. What happens on, in the Duke Nukem games is kind of just like randomly pieced together storyline. There's like True. There's like really no lore to it, so like they don't really have a script that they have to go by. That's they fair. just have to have somebody deliver all of Duke Nukem's, you know, very recognizable catchphrases. I mean, it was kind of the same way for the Super Mario Bros. movie. Oh, yeah, there's really so, no story there either, yeah. but they messed that up. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Did y'all ever see the old Super Mario Bros. TV show? I did. Yes. <laughs> the, the old cartoon? That was I think horrendous. it's on Netflix now, actually. Is it really? I think so. I think I saw it the other day. It's either Netflix or Hulu. Why? It's I rewatched so it. Bad. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> um Oh, interesting topic that I found. What? The the niece well, you've heard of automatic driving cars or right. dri driverless cars, um people going towards self-automation with cars. Absolutely. Nissan wants to go in a different direction. I, I don't like the direction they're headed into. <laughs> Nissan wants you to be able to drive a car with your brain. If I drove a car with my brain, um, I zone out a lot when I drive. I, like, listen to music and just kind of chill. Um, I would, like, look over at a tree and be like, oh, wow, that's a cool tree. And then the car would swerve into the tree. And I don't think this is a good idea. No, it's, it's right. a horrible idea. I'm, I'm the same way when I'm driving. And it's just, 
I wouldn't be able to do it. I would never be able to own a cart like that. And we've been joined by uh, our very own news director, Mr. Jaron Gravely. Hello, Jaron. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. What do you think about this driverless or the driving cars with your brain? My brain is so clouded and foggy that I will <laughs> run off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Yeah. I Hi. think. Hi. It seems to be the journalist. Nice What's to meet you. Catherine. Catherine. Jaron, nice to meet you. Nice yeah. to meet you. Yeah, she was my co host from the summer. Really? Yeah. Mm. Oh, wow. Yes. So, uh,. Well, all of you seem to think it's a bad idea. I don't think it's that bad of an idea. You must be a really focused driver. Then. Yeah, do you just like I'm sit not. like straight up in your seat <laughs> and like robot arm it? Like stay focused on the road? Like you can't even have music on or something? No, you rode with me to the school over the summer. You know I jam out all the time. Mm-hmm. So why do you think this is a good idea? Because... You would crash, Seth. You would crash hard. I... No, because I'm one of those people where even if I'm, like, drifting off into space, like, my brain drives based on muscle memory because I know the roads. I drive them so much. I mean, I have to commute to, ev- uh, to school every day, you know, after all. So, like, it's just, you know, an automatic thing. So even when I'm drifting off into space, my brain is still doing the work. It's good you brought your talent back. Oh, oh she's my <laughs> talent. Thanks, Paul. Mic drop. Anyway. Um, but we, yeah, we don't want to lose you. We don't want to lose you, <laughs> Seth. <laughs> but I know you don't want to lose me. But like I was saying, like it's muscle memory a lot of the time, even when I drift off. So like I'll go from like point A to point B, and I'll be like, oh, okay, I guess I'm here already. Okay, but those are for the See, roads that you that. know. Mm-hmm. What about roads you don't know? Say you're taking a trip somewhere. And you don't know the roads. Yeah, you're following, like, like, GPS or something. Yeah, like, I was in Charleston a couple weekends ago, and I had no idea where I was going. So I had to, like, really stay focused. Like, if you decided to drift off a little bit, then it wouldn't really work out well. Mm. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. I know I'm right. (sighs) All right. All right, Catherine. (laughs) Um, One last thing we're going to talk about before we get into the big, you know, meaty topic of the day. Right. Um, so how about Wonder Woman was not nominated for any Oscars whatsoever? Which is awful. Yeah, it's absolutely. We reviewed it over the summer. Why was Amazing it movie. Not... It, would, it just, they, it wasn't nominated for any Oscars. But Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was. <laughs> for best visual effects. Raises and, eyebrows. Not accurate statement. <laughs> yeah, which there were better be- visual effects yeah. this year in movies. <coughs> yeah. Um, but I... When we had the show over the summer, we reviewed Wonder Woman, we reviewed Logan, yeah, uh, and I think we reviewed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Well, Patty Jenkins well. should have at least gotten nominated for Best Director. Yeah. True. And Logan got nominated for, for an award. The best uh, Adapted uh, Screenplay. Yes. Which, I mean... That's a big deal. That's, that's a big, a big deal. freaking deal. Yeah. So uh, I think, you know... You know, it deserves it, but I think Wonder Woman also deserves something too. Yeah, it needed it, to be nominated a, for something. Like it was a phenomenal movie. Could have given it a, a like a special award for like, hey, this DC movie totally didn't suck. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just make an Oscar specifically for oh, that. Oh, I don't Just know. <laughs> I'm a Marvel shill fanboy. Yeah. The, the Disney payroll right now is <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, phenomenal. <laughs> um, something <clears throat> go related to one Wonder Woman though. I did see where Wonder Woman two will be the first to put in place the anti uh harassment policies. That's good. That um the movie uh you know the screen actors guild. Well, cuz Gal Gadot was uh was holding out for um Brett Ratner not to produce it. Yeah. Because he is a 
notorious skis ball. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be the first movie to put in place those and use those guidelines. That's great. Which is a big step forward for the not only just the film industry, but I think it's very significant because Wonder Woman is this very prominent yeah. female uh, role model. So Feminist icon. Yes. Definitely. Um, but uh, that would be all of our like little tidbit arguments. We're going to get into a... Um, <clears throat> okay, so I discovered this article on the internet because where else would I would I have discovered it? And it brought up the topic of is there male privilege in nerd culture? And I was like, you know, I haven't really thought about it before, but I started reading the article and I was like, it's interesting and it's very relevant. I do find that I, you know, started asking some of my friends and they were like, yeah, there definitely is. And I started looking around, and I was like, yeah, they're right. There's definitely male privilege in the nerd subculture. Yeah. And uh, I, we, that's one of the reasons Catherine is here today, because she just wanted to talk about her whole you know, experience. I provide the uh, the female opinion. Yes. <laughs> not the best for just a bunch of guys to be yeah. sitting around talking about it and ha- not have a female perspective on it. Yeah. <laughs> Is there male privilege? The mansplaining hour of XLR. <laughs> Did you know that girls go through, like, all this stuff? <laughs> Did you know that women... That's it. (laughs) I totally know all this because I'm. I have so much experience. I am also a human being. Yes, absolutely. My mom is a woman. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, uh, so what? What is? What does everybody think here? Because I believe that most of what the article says is very relevant and very factual. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. I haven't read it, but I I agree what you told me about it during the break. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, what about you, Caleb? I absolutely agree with it. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? There's every single like we were having discussions about it over the break, and it even talked about it in the article. Like, if a if a woman like goes to like a comic book store or a video game shop, like you were talking about earlier, like <laughs> they're either like ogled over the entire time they're there, or they're berated for what people think apparently is their lack of knowledge on whatever they're trying to. Yeah trying to do it's what ridiculous. was the second episode that had the daleks in it Catherine? <laughs> do you see your fake fan do you know <laughs> no i don't that's the thing <laughs> i was asking you <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah we got some we got some opinions i asked you know a few of my friends um morgan said that there's definitely you know male privilege especially in the video game uh industry because mm-hmm. uh she tries to uh she's part of a team or whatever and if they try to like compete in anything she's like there's really no like solid like there's teams that are made up of all females um but they make it known that they're all females but then you don't really see major like video game teams that are competing on like i guess a national level yeah that are made up of a good mix of male and female like pretty much a majority of them are male yeah well video game wise at least like I'm not saying this happens to everyone. This is just my experience personally. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, say I like go online to play a game with people. Say I'm playing Call of Duty or something. And my username like doesn't give away that I'm a girl or anything. But if I put on my headset and I start talking to my team, mm-hmm. and for some reason we lose, and it's not my fault necessarily... I'm instantly blamed because I'm a girl. Because girls aren't good at video games. Yeah, yeah girls, girls can't be good at video games. Well, do you know what a controller is? 
Um, Do you know how to press the right trigger? <laughs> Obviously not. You put the you put the disc in wrong. <laughs> and and another thing is is in video games, and this is not just necessarily in only video games. It's like comics and movies too, where like female characters are just super sexualized yeah. and They're everything. Objectified Even in the everything. ones who have like actual character and depth to them. Yeah. Like Tifa from Final Fantasy VII is a good example of a very sort of sexualized design, but also mm-hmm. a very deep character with a lot of like well-written moments, and it's kind of weird. Yeah, well, definitely. But the thing that the article was talking about that I agree with is in like nerd culture and video games and all of this stuff. If you are a woman character, yeah, you are. If you have any depth to you, mm-hmm. or you're like a main character, you're dressed in nearly nothing. Yeah. But if you're not, you're the prize at the end of the cereal box. Yeah. Like uh, Legend of Zelda or yeah. Mario Brothers. Yeah. Going to, gotta go save the princess. Oh, the end, I get her as a prize. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. It's a good trophy at the end of the video game, yeah, apparently. Like, cause like Wonder Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's a very well written and has a deep backstory. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like her <clears throat> outfit is very kinda revealing. Yeah. yeah. But like if you look at any any like like maybe not uh not a main character in the DC universe that's a female, like uh I would say Lois Lane. Maybe. Lois Lane. She's not really a main character. Yeah. She's a love interest, but she's not a main character. She dresses in normal clothes. Yeah, just conservative like work fashion. Yeah. So you know what? What? What's the deal there? Like, I don't yeah. get it. Why? Why? Just because somebody is a main character and they have a lot of depth to them, yeah. do they have to dress this way? I, I think it's why the issue of there needs to be more female writers and directors that that should be come to the forefront. But when that happens, you get people on the internet yelling at you. Like, uh, like I don't watch Rick and Morty, but I know a lot about the fan base. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> like apparently these. They hire, like, two or three writers who just so happen to be women. Mm-hmm. And they got, like, death threats and harassment and, like... Really? Just, yeah. Wow. Just crap like that. Just uh, all for the sake that they were women. A bunch of the Marvel <clears throat> writers that were females, uh, before they did this most recent reboot of the entire uh, the, universe... The Cap's Not a Nazi Anymore Yeah, now the Cap's Not a Nazi Anymore reboot. Um, we're sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> A bunch of them were female writers, and they got a bunch of death threats and everything, too. Wow. And just harassed because, you know, they were social justice warriors. Oh, dear. Oh, my God. It's the most absurd thing in the world. As soon as you throw a woman as a main character in something, it's instantly social justice warrior propaganda, says yeah. the internet. Yeah. And raise a Mary Sue, says the internet. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, I it's just... I get if you don't like the comics because because you have an actual reason, but just because they have female writers mm-hmm. okay, or it's a main a, female protagonist, yeah, it's that's dumb. A good example there would be um, Ghostbusters 2016. <laughs> oh, true. The the firestorm around that because the fact that there the people who didn't like it just because they were women were really more just a very very vocal minority. 
there are people who thought it looked bad because it looked like a bad movie. <clears throat> yeah. I was one of those people. Yeah, yeah it, it looked, wasn't a great I movie. Really, it, it looks like, terrible. But. I was kind of excited when I first saw it because I was like, oh, wow, like they're yeah. doing a Ghostbusters reboot. This is going to be and cool. They're all good and actresses. And they're all yeah. funny. Like, eh. yeah. They're funny in other things. Yeah. But, yeah, Kate and, McKinnon's hilarious. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, but, it had its funny moments, but yeah. it, it wasn't a great movie But the overall, narrative around but it's not because from the, the director yeah. was that if you don't like the movie, you're just uh, a sexist uh, bigot living in your mother's basement. But that oh, is that what the director said? Basically, yeah. The director <laughs> and the cast essentially said that. But that's not true. Um, I live in my mother's attic. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't check your attic privilege. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a basement. It's a few steps up from that. So <laughs> I'm going to need you to stop um, just generalizing people. Yeah, I'm sorry. I feel offended yeah. and i am triggered. i need to, i need to be more woke <laughs> need to be around the the attic community on tumblr more <laughs> but yeah ghostbusters is a good example of that yeah like it looked like a crap movie but it wasn't because it was all women like i'm fine no. with that that'd be that's great because they're all great actresses but it just did not look appealing to me yeah so <clears throat> i like seeing things that go like the like like groups that are actually trying to like fight against this like I think a good example of it is, like, the Witcher series. I don't know if any of y'all have any experience with it. Witcher? Why not Wizard? Or that's feminazi social justice warrior propaganda. <laughs> but the main, the main character in that, he's, it's funny. They, they kind of make a point of sexualizing him more than the women. Yeah. <laughs> they're trying to, like, reverse the roles and everything. And yeah. all of the women are actually dressed normally and stuff like that. And actual yeah. clothes that you would see from that, like, sort of time period and everything. Yeah. And it's really funny how they try and reverse the roles in those games. Yeah. Well, take Final Fantasy XV, for example. You have the character Cindy, and she's like a mechanic, and she's very skimpily dressed. But there's also Gladiolus, who's like this big, muscular, <laughs> beefy man, who's like all the ladies on the internet like have a thing for because he's a big, muscular, beefy man. <laughs> and like people use that as like an equivalence, I guess. I'm not sure how... I don't know, but people use that, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> but... I just, you know, what what can we do, though, t as far as, like, a community or as, like, a subculture to kind of help prevent something, you know, I think these as, kind of things think as happening? men, we need to be better. Yeah. We need to encourage our, our fellow dudes to, like, dudes. Be, be, fellow be, dudes. be better boys. Be better dudes. And we need yeah. to learn to, like, call it boy. out when we see it. Exactly. Be call the goodest see, of yeah. boys. Yeah. The, yeah. B-O-I-S. Like, like a bunch <laughs> of little dogs. Good yeah. boys. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, uh, <clears throat> a lot of the times, like, even people, like, like you said, there are people that do this and uh, that, you know, take advantage of the whole situation. And then there are, you know, actual, like, good men in the community. Yeah. Yeah. But even the good men don't, like, stand up and say something when they see it. Yeah. And I think now is as good a time as any with the, the Me Too movement for, right. for men to actually say, hey, I'm not going to stand for this. Right. I'm not going to support this. But, like, even, like, the example he used at the beginning of the article with, you know, the guy in the comic book store upset his girlfriend or whatever, like, he and the comic book store <laughs> owner didn't address the guy on why he was wrong until mm. after his girlfriend had walked out the store. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, my thing is, like, like I was telling you guys earlier, like, not everybody thinks this way. Like, no. you guys don't think this way, obviously. No. Um, and there's a good, like, number of guys who don't. But the problem is the guys that do. And the problem isn't... I'm not going to say it's not that they do think this way. It's definitely a problem. But the problem is that they can get away with it. Yeah. 
No yeah. one says anything to them. And in fact, video game companies, comic book companies cater to these guys. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and then if you call it out, people call you a, a white knight or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, white knight. That was one of the terms used in the article is yeah. white knight. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, I'd, I'd, I just, I don't care about being called a white knight. Like, I just want to do the right thing. Son, uh, you've been listening to the Nerd in the Noise here on XLR Orlando University Radio. Um, we want to thank Catherine for coming in. It's been my pleasure. Yes, yes, you need Just to do like it more. Old times. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> you need to do it more often. Um, thank you, Jaron, for coming in. Hey, no problem. And uh, as always, now that I know what time it is, uh, the show is on. Yeah. <laughs> as always, be sure to tune in for the next episode. We air every Wednesday from one to two, yes. and be sure to stay tuned for all the great XLR programming that's coming on uh, later today at three. You're going to have the Selective Collective with. Mr. Jaron over there. Hey. At 5 p.m., it's Sister Sister with Courtney and Rebecca. At 6 p.m., it's The Irish Hour with Fergus. And then 7, it's Dean's List with Jacob Mitchell. And we have shows at 8 and 9 p.m. as well. It's Lex's Mixtape and the Crazy Train. The Irish Hour with yes. Fergus. Fergus is in my yoga class. He's a cool dude. Yeah. yeah it's a very cool Irish dude. name. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably the best thing I've ever heard you say, Jaron. Oh, well, thank you. There's an Irish man in my yoga class. It's words you don't, don't, don't normally expect from Jaron. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you for tuning in. If you're just tuning into the tail end of this broadcast, uh, we want to let you know that we are our podcast is available in Google Play and iTunes now. I was about to ask if we were going to talk about that before we got out. Yes, we oh, have. A, it's subscribe. really awesome that you got that on. Yeah, we have Google a Play. we have a mm-hmm. podcast in iTunes in and Google Play. Um, we broadcast or we record our show live, and then we upload the audio to this app called Anchor, and then Anchor puts all of our audio out there to multiple podcast platforms. Is so. the sweet. Is the podcast section that was all staticky still up, or is it? Yeah, okay. they haven't taken that down yet. Okay. Um, I'm not going to brag or anything, but it was my idea over the summer to do that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Take, all right. Taking all the credit for, yeah, for the ideas. The credit. Credit. No, no. It's cool, it's whatever. Yeah. Not taking any of the credit. Just, yeah. uh, just, just, that just all there. of it? Yeah, just all of it. <laughs> not just any, all of it. Just all. Just all. Uh, oh. Before we get into genetics, <laughs> we did look up the procedures for someone having a stroke. Because I wanted to educate Caleb. And guess <laughs> guess who was right? Because there's not really much you can do. I mean, you you can help as much you, as possible. You call for help and you pay attention to what's going on so you can tell the paramedics when they get there. Yeah. That's that's it, man. Also, that's don't it. offer them food or aspirin. Right. Well, Or, or any yeah. medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Still. But that's, as- that's, that's not a lot you can do, Seth. But as- aspirin or, or, you know, anything like that especially because... Strokes aren't just caused by a clog of arteries. It right. can be caused by a bursting of an artery as well. Right. And if you uh, give somebody an aspirin. That's, um, that's a blood thinner. <laughs> yeah, that's a blood thinner. You don't want to do that. Uh, you could you could kill them. Yes. But yeah, so, so ha, I, I wasn't entirely wrong. Thank you. Medical information. I can, I can help you if you're having a seizure. You can actually do stuff when someone's having a seizure. Yeah. But no, not, not much during a stroke. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So genetics. Yeah, let's let's talk let's talk genetics. First, let's talk about your your DNA test that you got back. Yes. So uh, over the over the holidays, I was gifted one of those uh, DNA test testing kit things, uh, and the reason it was a gift over Christmas is because they're they're very expensive. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're a bit pricey. Yeah, yeah. Um, the service I went through actually had them on sale up until like two days ago. Oh, nice. So they were like fifty nine dollars a kit. Where at where they normally are just 
$99. Right. Um, the service I went through doesn't give you, like, your medical stuff either. It's just your DNA. Yeah, it's, and just, like, it's just, like, where you're, yeah, like, different and, ethnicities and, and yeah, stuff like Yeah, and that. your ethnicity estimate. Um, so it, it doesn't tell me uh, useless information like um, if I have an aversion to cilantro that makes it taste like soap. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I could find that out just by going and eating cilantro. Yeah. If it tastes like soap, I'll know I have an aversion to cilantro. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing with other DNA tests. Yeah, like uh, DNA tests like from 23andMe and Ancestry.com actually you know, give you your health statistics and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it also will tell you if you prefer spicy foods over sweet foods. But you can also tell that by, you know... Eating? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? like, why do I need to know that from a DNA test? Why do I have to pay a bunch of money for a DNA test just to know that? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I took this DNA test, and it gave me an ethnicity estimate. Right. Okay. Um, so, um, my family was thought to be, you know... We on my mom's side, we were aware of like uh, German, mm-hmm. uh, German ancestors and English ancestors and stuff like that. We thought we were also, you know, Scots Irish because yeah. you know there's a lot of redheads in my family. Right. Um, turns out we're not we're not Irish or Scottish <laughs> at all. Well, you know, it happens. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, we're not Irish or Scottish at all, but uh, I am 75.1% European. Okay. And um, that is made up of English, North and West European, and Finnish DNA. And uh, those are all 49.4%, 21.4%, and 4.3% uh, respectively. Then as far as like American DNA goes, I am 17.7% Central American. Okay. And uh, 1.3% Native American. All right. Yeah. Um, so I'm almost, uh, you know, I'm like nearly one-fifth Central American. And it narrowed it down to the countries that my Central American DNA came from. So it came from uh, Mexico, Guatemala, um, a few other countries. So, like, I didn't even know, like that at all yeah uh i thought it was just a lot of native american dna because my grandmother told me it was a lot of native american (laughs) dna but after taking this test i no we're no we're only one point uh well i'm only 1.3 percent native american right but your dna has to come from both sides so you know 50 50 um even if that's the case like i'm 1.3 percent so only 1.65 percent of that DNA comes from my father's side, so that grandmother is, you know, on is only like so much Native American, um, and then three percent, three percent Middle Eastern, and that comes from Israel, Iran, Iraq, and uh, one or two other countries, and then I am two point nine percent African. Okay, one point five percent is Nigerian. And 1.4% comes from Northern Africa, and that's from places like Tunisia, Morocco, Libya, um, and stuff like that. Do you have any idea how like like how accurate these tests actually are? This is like the second or third largest DNA testing uh, service. It's like right behind 23andMe and Ancestry. 
Well, yeah, but like those specific types of DNA, DNA it's tests not, do. It's not that it's not accurate, but what it is is um, 23andMe and Ancestry DNA, they can break those categories down even further. Right. But, but what I'm saying, like... So it's accurate. It's not precise, though. Okay. But, so has anyone, like, gone back and actually tracked through, like, actual family history that's, like, verifiable that... Well, that's what I've been going through. Yeah. I've been going through and, you know, finding people and everything in, in my family tree and stuff online as well. Yeah. I mean, I'd be interested to know, like, if if these tests are really that accurate and if, like, going back and tracing through, like, actual family history through censuses, stuff like that, and see right. if, like, all of these places are actually yeah. accurate. Like, right. my family came over from here and this time, the, here at this time, that sort of thing. Right. So uh, with this, it's, it's, it's accurate, but I don't know how precise it is. It's like when you're shooting a, uh, a gun at a target. Yeah. You know, the spread is how accurate you are, but, like, if you... The smaller the spread, the more precise you are. So if you hit the bullseye, like, you know, four or five times, you're pretty precise. But if you have, like, a spread around the bullseye, I mean, you're still, like, accurate, but you're not as precise. precise. Yeah. So it's accurate. It's just I don't know how precise it is. Like, yeah. Um, okay. But, yeah, that's uh, that's what makes up me. Do you know uh, Do you know anything about, like, your your family? And- I, I haven't done any genetic tests or anything like that. I did a lot of research into uh, family history on my dad's side. I, I haven't done much research on my mom's side. Right. But, I've, honestly, I, I lost interest in doing the family history stuff before mm-hmm. I got to that. But when I was doing the research on my dad's side... Uh, I found that it, you know it's hard to research everything because mm-hmm. if you do it if you do it the right way then you you would have another branch off for every marriage that's been in your family and right so I was pretty much just following one line rather than branching off and finding everything right so the main the main Quattlebaum family like straight up from <laughs> from where we got the last name and everything uh, my great way back way back ancestor moved mm-hmm. moved here in 17 i don't know it was i think it was actually pre-revolutionary war my family my family moved here right. and it was from a country that no longer exists anymore it's actually part of modern day germany right so i guess you could trace that back to a german bloodline right even though it's it wasn't necessarily germany that my family came from right and uh at some point in the late 1700s Three of the initial man's sons that from wh- who initially moved down here actually mm-hmm. moved to South Carolina. Right. And they actually they all had families and my family branches off from the Quadwams that moved to South Carolina back in the seventeen hundreds. Right. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's sad or not. With <laughs> this um this one it's like I said, it's accurate but it's not as precise as the others. So this can only go down to one uh, percent or greater mm-hmm. of DNA, so it might not be that I don't have any I- Irish or Scottish DNA at all. It's just that it can't measure that small, right? But uh, ancestry, I believe, does. Because um, I was watching some videos online and people were getting like point five percent, you know, whatever DNA and stuff like that. Hmm. So um, it's a very small number, though. Yeah, it's a very small number. Well, I mean, DNA after a while it gets so diluted because you're mixing and adding things yeah. from different people. And uh, we're going to get into the discussion of what our go-to game games are. But first, uh, I have something interesting to talk about. So, uh, <laughs> all right, Jaron Gravely, our news director, is in I guess Witch Witch slash Twisted Taka right now, <laughs> and um, 
I noticed this the other day, but I didn't think anything about it. I thought maybe it was just one of our DJs. Um, but they're playing another station that goes by XLR. Oh, really? Not this XLR station. <laughs> it's a Scottish slash Irish station. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, that's awesome. Yeah. Paul said they have a player that needs to be reset. So, <laughs> so if you're in Twisted Taco or or Witch Witch, you're not you're not listening to us right now. That's yeah. It's that's you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's only like half our viewers, but whatever. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm I mean, just... the calf are a majority of our view yeah, our listeners on campus. So. That's true. <laughs> um, but anyway, go to games. Uh, when we're talking about go to games, we mean like games that you go and you play whenever you're just you, there's nothing new to play or nothing else that you want to play. You're just always in the mood to play this game. Even it, like if you're down or something, you'll go and play this game to pick your spirits up or something like that. Yeah, it's kind of uh, like when you're when you're bored or whatever. It's, yeah, it's one of those. Things. We covered this a little when we did our top ten games. Yeah, but it, it wasn't quite the same thing. Is yeah, it? no, it wasn't quite the same games thing. Games that we enjoy the most and go to games. The, are yeah, two different those. Uh, yeah, but one of my favorite games that I had in that list is my go-to game. Well, yeah, you can have some overlap. And I'm pretty sure it's the same game for the both of us. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say mine, and then you'll just nod your head if if it's the same game. Okay, (laughs) so my go-to game, Mass Effect 2. Okay, so that is one that I can always enjoy, and I, I can absolutely pick up whenever. But the thing is, when I'm playing Mass Effect or something like that, I... I dive into it, so like, yeah. I I can't really just pick that up whenever because I have I have to like, I have to know that I'm gonna keep playing it for a little while and be able to like play through it. So actually, I wouldn't say Mass Effect Two is my go-to game. It's it's a fantastic game, don't get me wrong, right? But it is not my go-to. Yeah, I would have to say either either Skyrim or Fallout Four. Either okay. either of those two games, I can I can pretty much pick up and play whenever. Okay, so when you're saying go to game, you're talking about a game that you can just pick up and don't necessarily have to continue playing it. Yeah, just, just I, I can it just up, I can just pick it up whenever and and play a little bit and then not play it for a while and come back and play it again and yeah, I'll always have just as much fun. Okay, all right. That, see, that's what that's I, what I think of when I think of a go to game. Okay, okay. See, I was thinking about it different. I, I was thinking of just like a game that you can play. I mean, like no, you'll never get tired of. Yeah, it you'll never get tired of playing. It. I got you, and I I agree with that from Aspect Two because yeah. Aspect Two is phenomenal. Phenomenal game. I mean, whoever gets tired of playing that game, well, you're you're just wrong. It's just um, true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, if we're going by your definition, um, I don't know a game I can just pick up and play whenever. Um, usually when I, I just pick up a game and play whenever it's usually with like a group of friends or something, I would say, even though I haven't played it in a really long time, Halo three, Halo three is a good one. It's uh, got amazing multiplayer. It's yeah. Got, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That's, I can't that's a classic just, game. I can't just pick up and play a single player game and put it down and be like, all right, that was good. I'll come back to it later. Yeah. I got you. If I'm playing a single player game, like. You know, Mass Effect 2, I, I get into it. Yeah. So that's like, you know, a game I'll never get tired of, but I guess by your definition, go-to game. Uh, Halo 3 or any of the Halos, really, because mm-hmm. the multiplayer aspect, and I like, you know, getting a group of friends together and, and playing online or playing some custom games. 
See, I don't play multiplayer all that much. I enjoy multiplayer, but I normally don't have a whole lot of people to play with or like our schedules don't match up or something like that. So I I usually spend most of my time in single player games, so I don't really I don't really do that that much. Well, I mean you play Overwatch quite a bit. That's that's multiplayer. I haven't played Overwatch in a while, but yeah, I've I've played Overwatch a good bit. Yeah. That's that's really the only multiplayer game I really play anymore. Right. But yeah, uh I, I guess something in the Halo series would be one of my go-to games, but and then as far as like a game I'll never get tired of, it's Mass Effect 2. Oh yeah, Mass Effect 2 is oh, God, the the so story good. um the mechanics are a little dated. Yeah. Um but I mean that'll happen. And with any you, and game. you can you can definitely tell whenever you play Mass Effect 3 the mechanics are dated. <laughs> yeah. Um they're not as dated as Mass Effect 1, though. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, Another game with your definition that's oh, I can always play, it's Dragon Age. I, I, honestly, any of the Dragon Age games. I, I love all of them. Yeah, yeah, Dragon Age is a good thing. It's um, <laughs> by the same same developers as Mass Effect. Yes, yes, uh, even though they've kind of they've downhill down recently. But I think that's... What, with Dragon Age that, or Mass Effect? Well, are you talking about Bioware? Uh, yeah, but I think that's more <laughs> due to EA rather than the developers. It's absolutely because it's, EA. It's due to publishing, not developing. Um, kind of going off topic here, but still along the same lines as you mentioned Dragon Age. They confirmed a new Dragon Age. I saw that. I I was kind of wondering what you were about to talk about, but then once you said Dragon Age, mm-hmm. it clicked with me. Yes, I saw that post that you put on our Facebook. Yeah, they uh, uh. EA has... um delayed the release of their new IP anthem by a whole year. Right. Um they still have a majority of the development team working on it. But uh I guess they're pushing it back to like fine tune it as much as possible because I mean they've got to do something to like keep up above water. Yeah, they're under after after Battlefront 2, they they took a hit. Yeah, they took a huge hit. <laughs> it was bad. Um but uh so they're doing that but uh the new dragon age is supposedly uh it, it i think it's coming out sometime 2018 oh god i hope so cuz i'm but we haven't heard much about it so like i'm really worried cuz like there was the whole thing where we didn't know a lot of details about mass effect andromeda until like a couple of months before it came out a few months before it came out That's and true. then it wound up being you know what it was <laughs> Um, yeah, I still liked it. I, I mean, I'll, I enjoy, I'll keep saying I'll I like enjoyed it. the story. I enjoyed the <laughs> mechanics, but man, the bugs! It was a pretty buggy game. Bugs it, everywhere. That was unfortunate. Um, and they, you could tell they just didn't put a lot of care into like the animation of the characters and stuff like that. It was just yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't to the quality that it should have been. And that time, it was not EA. It was not the publisher's fault. It was the developer's fault yeah. because EA. Unfortunately, uh, we can't blame them for this one. Yeah, unfortunately, EA released a statement saying that they asked BioWare Montreal, who are now who have been downgraded now to a support studio. Yeah, well, they were, but they've also uh, they then later on they got absorbed into uh, one of EA's main studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so BioWare Montreal isn't even a thing anymore. <laughs> they were absorbed into another studio, yeah. but they said they asked BioWare Montreal, "Do we need to delay this?" We can give you guys as much time as you want. Um, they they realized the importance of that title. Yeah, which which is and a good show for them. But. Bioware Montreal was like, no, it's ready to go. <sighs> if Come on, on if Bioware on, Montreal. If only it would have actually been. Yeah. Um, 
I'm still I'm still excited for a new Dragon Age though. Yes. Like, but um, the new Dragon Age is going to have live elements. I, I'm a little iffy on that because uh, do you know what live elements mean? Uh, yeah, it's loot like, boxes. Oh, I was thinking I was thinking something else. I was thinking like active events and stuff like that that happen like in real time or something like that. Kind of like kind of like Destiny where you can all go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, like the public events in Destiny. Yeah, yeah. That's um, what I was thinking. No, it You're means loot it means loot boxes. Oh, that's obnoxious. They might have to change that though with the with the new legislation that's kind of being talked about with the whole loot box thing because it's essentially promoting gambling for children. Yeah, yeah, I saw that all that talk about when when uh Battlefront Two came out. Yeah, and like they stopped selling it in some states because of that, didn't they? They stopped selling it. Uh, well, they didn't stop selling it in some states. Uh, I, I think who Germany has a ban on the game now. Oh wow. Um, whole country, huh? And yeah, uh, and <laughs> then um, Hawaii, or, or they're trying to put a ban through in Germany. Uh, like the the leader of the country was, uh, you know, like yeah, this has been this is gambling. <laughs> German prime, prime minister had yeah. none of that. <laughs> um, and I think one of the uh, senators from Hawaii or some sort of state uh, legislator or something said uh, said he was pushing for an investigation into it to prove that it was gambling. <laughs> and I think he wants to ban it in Hawaii. Good Lord. All right. I mean, it's a, it's annoying, but that Battlefront 2 is not the first game to have loot boxes that you can pay for. No, definitely not. But still, at the same time, it's like, yeah, I can see where they're coming from because the algorithm, it's, it is truly random. Yeah. It is like a lottery. Uh, so that's gambling. I mean, especially when you're having to pay real money for it. Yeah. You don't and have to all the time. There is in-game currency, but they made it so hard to get in-game currency in some of these games that people are doling out actual money. Right. Battlefront 2. And I mean, but that that's like a huge thing in Overwatch 2, and no one's complained about it in Overwatch. The thing about that is, though, is Overwatch, it's purely cosmetic. Yeah. Whereas in Battlefront 2, it actually alters gameplay a little. Fair enough. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Um, but, you know, that they might have to change that for the new Dragon Age title coming out if... I hope you so. Know, I, I don't want to deal with all that crap in a Dragon Age game. I don't either. <laughs> anyway, we're going to send you right back into the music here. Uh, stay tuned to XLR Land University Radio. And when we come back, we're going to talk the Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer. All right, and that has been all from us here today from the Nerd and the Noise. Uh, well, actually, no, we got one more little thing. Yeah, don't, don't the, cut the, us off like that, The Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to cut off one of our topics. Well, well, I was going to... Unprofessional. S- no, I was going to say... Unprofessional, no, I was going to segue from that was all from us to talk plugging our podcast and then talking about the student show, but... Well, yeah, we've got another topic before that, don't we? Yeah, just, just, just for a few brief moments. I don't really have much to say about this thing. Yeah, I mean it's it's a great trailer. Okay, so we're talking about Ant Man and the Wasp. We didn't yes. we didn't actually say that since we've been back on. We're we're talking about the Ant Man and the Wasp tra- trailer that was released recently. Yes. <laughs> um, it looks like, you know, he's gotten into some legal trouble again. Well, I think I think they're referring to what happened at the end of Civil War because they broke out of 
the raft. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cat yeah. <laughs> broke him out of the raft, and so now they're having to run from S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm assuming. Or, no, because S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't exist anymore, so the Amer- American government, I guess. Yes, yes. Um, also, I don't know how this is going to tie into Infinity War, because I know Ant-Man is supposed to be in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure they'll have something. They'd, honestly, it probably won't be anything I didn't notice for... who the villain was. I don't I don't think they like, think showed they, a villain or anything. Well, I think they showed a brief frame of the villain, but I I couldn't tell you who it was or who it know. wasn't. I wasn't paying enough attention during during the trailer. To, but it looks to like it's that. keeping the same humor and everything. Yeah, and, it looks um, like it's going to be on par with the first movie for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it'll be as good as the first movie. I mean, sequelitis is a thing. <laughs> it's true. Um, but it looks like it's going to be a a good time. And then um, Black Panther trailer dropped over the holiday break. That looks like it's going to be super. <laughs> it good. looks excellent i'm super excited for yeah that. i'm ready for that when does it come out like it, february, february 16th right 16th yeah yeah yep oh god i'm i'm super i'm definitely more excited for that than i am the ant-man yes that's i'm gonna see that i'm gonna try and see that the first day it comes out yeah um but yeah that okay now that's all that now, now we can get on to the outro stuff so. yes and now that, see, that's all we that had to, is all, all we had to do gonna, yeah that's all we had to do that's all we had to do <laughs> um so that is all that you're going to hear from the nerd in the noise today but really quick we do want to let you know that we do have a podcast we do we do and it's and it's it has on made things it, it, yeah it's on things uh, it's not just uh, it's not just SoundCloud anymore, which SoundCloud w- kind of got you know annoying because you had to delete old episodes to make room for new ones. Yeah, it's really weird how SoundCloud. So you works. didn't really have a catalog of episodes you could go back and listen to, but now it's in Google Play Music and in the iTunes Store. It's fantastic that w- that you managed to get it in there. Yes, yes, and uh, they did remove the extras episode that had bad audio quality after I emailed them about that. Thank the Lord, it was so, bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we've uh, we've got a plan set forward to how we're going to record the podcast, the extra bits from now on. Uh, we didn't we didn't upload an episode last week because we didn't get to record like any extras or anything. There was just a lot going on last week. So what we're doing is is I'm going to combine the audio from the live episode today with the live episode of last week, and that'll serve as the podcast episode.